Hello, everyone. Welcome. Uh, you are listening to Jatson Live, the Esoteric Journey. This is your host, Myra Lean. We this is this is a new podcast. This is our very first episode, so we're super excited that you're here, that you're joining us. What is this podcast about? This podcast is about unlocking ancient wisdom from within, elevating our connection to our higher self and awakening the divine within you. This is the first episode of our Discovering Empowerment series. Today, we're going to be talking about our journeys with the Mezcal. And if you don't know what that is, we'll start there. Um, and you'll hear all about that. So let's jump in. Let's meet Jatson. Hi, Jatson. Are you there? Can you hear me? Hello, um, I am Jatson, and it's good to meet everybody that's listening to us today. And I'm glad to be here with Mara. Good, good, good. So obviously this podcast is called Jetson Live. And so I really want um, everyone to kind of get to know you. And uh, let's start with uh, getting to know when did your esoteric journey begin? Well, my esoteric journey, I want to say it started when I was younger, but I didn't really follow through until about 40 years old. I have been getting messages my whole life into becoming into going into the mindfulness wellness path and everything has been aligning for me but I, I needed to meet a certain person and I knew about this person I knew I was supposed to meet them 20 years I knew I was supposed to meet somebody in my 40s and exactly at 40 this person um, came into my life and then everything started pretty much going crazy uh, all the signs all the different um, things that I was hearing and then I just started following. So in 2020, as you know, we had the COVID and during the COVID, the veil was very low and there was a lot of energy that was going back and forth. And a lot of people who were very, um, I want to say sensitive, um, you know, they were sentience, they were, you know, having uh, things they could visions or whatever it was, it triggered it even more because the veil was so low and I was one of them. And when that happened, I was just following the signs at that point. So the esoteric journey for me, full blown, started when I was 40, even though I had been seeing signs of it since I was little, around four, uh, all the way through until now. Yeah. Okay. There's so many questions from from just what you said. Who is the person that you met? I'm sure everybody is curious. Yeah, so I'll tell you a little bit more about that. So when I was in, I want to say, you know how sometimes in your life there's 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 forks on the road, right? Where you have to like choose where you go left or you go right. And there's that pivotal moment where you might break down and you might have like a, a downtime moment or a depression situation going on because you're lost. You know, you, you are lost. Um, and at this time in my life, I was I was hearing messages but I was too young. I was in my 20s and I just didn't want to I, I didn't want to listen. I just wanted to be just give me the answer and let me get get on with it. So I, I read tarot cards and I've been reading tarot cards since I was about 12 years old. Um, and so I was kind of like down and about and I'm like, you know what? Let me just read the tarot cards and see what the tarot cards are saying uh, for my life, because I'm 20 years old. And when you're 20, you think your life ends tomorrow. 
you don't realize that you have a whole lot to go. <laughs> you know, 20, you're so young, so little. So the rule of thumb when you read cards, tarot cards, is if any cards, any card falls out of the deck while you're shuffling, you have to read it. And what happened to me was very simple. I had literally just the major arcana cards. I took out every other card out of the deck because I felt like I didn't need them. I needed to uh, specifically ask for a person. I was asking for a person. I was inquiring about a person at this point, which to me was the the person that was going to go and make my life better somehow and, and make my my journey, my trajectory make sense. Okay, um, and that's the question that I uh, that I had, and I'm walking in my room holding literally just the major corner cards on my hand or in my hand, um, and I tripped <laughs> on what I don't know. I I just literally tripped. I there was n- there was nothing to trip on, and I tripped, and the cards flew out of my hand. Not all of them, just a couple of them, and they're laying down on the floor, spread out, and so I I you know. I land on my knees and I'm kind of like kaboggled and distraught. And I go to myself, okay, Jetson, you have two choices. You either reshuffle or you read. So I chose reading. And as I flipped the cards over, uh, especially at being 20 years old, it was like I was reading my story. I was reading exactly everything that was going to happen. Um, and I, be- and I, and I, literally remember it as it was as it was yesterday i remember it so clearly i i was there on my knees i was crying i was flipping one card at a time and i could read how many children i was going to have i was i could read uh, who i was going to marry down to the color of their eyes who they were when that was going to happen um down to you know my divorce i mean you name it i saw it on those cards and when i get to the end of all these cards, and we can talk about what I read there in another uh, show if you want to. I can go into the tale because it's pretty interesting. Because when I finally get to the last card and I flip it over, um, it was two cards together, and I look at both cards and I stare at them, and I'm like, this makes no sense because this person is two people. This person either is coming back. Or I'm going to meet them and then they're going to go away and come back. Or it's a person right after the other. And I stare at the cards and I look deep into them. And I realize that it's somebody that's coming from overseas. I realize that they have blue eyes. I realize that they're older in their 60s. And I'm 20. You know, so I'm like, why is that old dude going to come into my life? That makes no sense, right? Um, And I just sit there and I kind of like, I mean, I'm in a daze. I'm in a a part where I've I've let go, I'm kind of like just taking the information in and I see the number 40. And when I see the number 40, I realized, oh, whoever this person is, I will not get to meet anytime soon. This this answer that I'm seeking is not today. It's not tomorrow. It's not for for the next month. So at 20, I'm like, I'm going to be miserable for 20 years before I find that person. Um I didn't read any more after that. I was pretty upset and I put all the cards together. I looked at each one individually. I remember exactly what each one said um, and I put them away and went to bed 
crying and I've lived my life just waiting. And when I got to where I live currently, Sarasota, Florida, when I came here, I knew I was supposed to move south and I knew I was supposed to come south from Tampa because I was supposed to meet somebody here. And I got here in 2014. I felt a deep connection to the area. I, I knew I was supposed to meet somebody here. And I met several people here uh, that were, they had, they had similarities. They had, um, for example, um, I knew the person was going to live by a, a body of water because of the cards that came out when I was 20. It mentioned a body of water. It mentioned overseas. It mentioned blue eyes. And it mentioned um, someone who had a Germanic um, either last name or background of some sort. So, of course, you know, anytime that I meet a German, my little radar was up and going, oh, maybe it's this person. Um, and every time that I met somebody who just didn't fit the bill, I would discard them um, because I was I was waiting for this person for so long. And so when I get to be about 39 and my birthday is about to roll in three birthdays in a row, I broke my heel on my birthday. And that means something is coming. Something is coming. And on my last birthday in November, I break my hill again. I'm like, okay, this is this is the third time. I gotta pay attention. And there's a um, Mexican tradition. I'm not Mexican, but my friend is. She said, if you go ahead and drink the last drops of your um, champagne, you're supposed to count 15 drops. And if you get 15 drops, that means that what you wish for will come to be. So in my head, I was like, well, I'm already 40. Let this person come into my life. Let this person come into my life that is supposed to go ahead and change my journey to where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to be doing. And um, I put my head, I tilt my head back. Uh, she starts giving me the little drops and we start counting them. Um, and I got 15. And my wish was to go ahead and have this person find me, finally. Uh, so fast forward, we're still in the middle of COVID. Um, and in my 40s, uh, this person showed up and I was in denial when I first uh, met them because I already had met them before. I already had known about them before. I already had dated them before. And I'm like, no, you're not you're not the guy I'm waiting for. You're not the guy. And um, a friend of mine who his name is Jordy. Um, and one day you guys might be able to meet him on, on the podcast. He's a very interesting character. He is an intuitive drawer. And he went ahead and said to me, Jetson, do you want me to draw anything for you? And I'm like, no, I don't need anything. And he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. But then he wants his skincare done. And he goes, can I trade you for drawing? So I was like, okay, fine, I'll trade you. So I did his facials. And he went ahead and uh, drew a couple of pictures for me. And on the drawing that he makes, um, he draws a a sign that was like a lightning bolt in the letter of a W. And then he draws um, some coffee cups, some salad bowls, and a person, a man to be exact, and um, his feet were hairy. So we both laugh about it. And he goes to me, I don't know, that's what I saw. And I said to him, okay, maybe that's the person I'm waiting for. Maybe that's the person who's supposed to be coming and I'm waiting for them. So fast forward to where this guy comes back in. This guy is walking around barefooted at a uh, nice hotel in Sarasota. 
Um, he's eating salads left and right and drinking coffee like a crazy person. And hairy feet is actually a sign and a symbolism for people who um, come from money. And he came from a wealthy family. Um, and he has just come back from having been overseas for over five years. And everything seemed to point to him except for his last name. Because his last name was just a regular American last name. So I go back to my friend Jordy and I tell Jordy um, my what happened to me when I was in my 20s with the cards. And I said to him, you know, I'm supposed to be waiting for this person. This person's got to come in now because I'm 40 years old. I can feel it. I know something's going to change. I know something's going to be happening that my journey is going to finally start in what I'm supposed to be doing or, or focusing on. And um, I go ahead and talk to this guy and... I said to him, hey, can, can I tell you something about, about my life? And he was all ears. And I tell him exactly what, what happened and, and how I'm waiting for this person and how he's not it. I literally tell him, I know you want to go back to dating me, but it's not going to work out because you're not the guy I'm waiting for. You're just not the guy I'm waiting for. And he goes to me, yeah, but based on Jordan's drawing, um, because I showed him the drawing, and he's the one that actually mentioned that the uh, lightning bolt was a W, which I had not picked up on. And he goes to me, that lightning bolt looks like a W. And my name is Will. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, uh, and I see that there's salads and there's coffees. And that's my diet, literally. I just drink coffee and salads right now. And I don't know why there's hairy feet. My feet are definitely not hairy. And we both laugh. And all of a sudden, I go to him. Yeah, but you don't understand. You cannot be the guy. Because at the end of the day, your last name is American or British at most is definitely not German. And I had, I don't know. Do you know Cinderella, the Cinderella story? Yes, of course. <laughs> do you know, do you know that part where Cinderella gets out of the, and this is like Disney Cinderella. Okay. That part mm -hmm. of Cinderella where she is locked up upstairs. The, the evil stepmother has a key inside her pocket. The little mice steal the key. They go upstairs. They unlock the door and she rushes downstairs to go ahead mm -hmm. and try on that slipper. Mm -hmm. And as the butler is coming with the slipper, he gets stripped and this glass slipper breaks. Right. So there's no way of, of, of ever even being able to say, Cinderella is the princess because the glass slipper no longer exists, right? Mm -hmm. But that moment where Cinderella sticks her hand inside her pocket in her dress, takes out the slipper and says, oh, but I have the other one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember these details like until you're saying them. I'm like, it broke? I'm like, oh, yeah, but she does take it out of her. Yes. Her so then, of course, yeah. Okay, so that 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 right there, I have to say that the second this happened to me, it was the Cinderella moment for me because <laughs> I had just told him, it's not you, buddy. Like, there's nothing here that's going to happen between us moving forward because I'm looking for this person. I'm waiting for this person, you know? And I knew that I, w I couldn't find this person. I knew this person had to find me, you know? And mm -hmm. so... He has, he, what he says next was the Cinderella moment. It was Cinderella taking out the slipper and saying, but I have the other one. And he goes mm -hmm. to me, 
but Jackson, I do have a German last name. I changed it to my middle name when I was 18 years old legally. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. I was just like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> So at that point, I was like, okay, maybe you are it. You know, <laughs> I was still in the denial for quite a long time, but then everything aligned and, and I saw it and I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, it is you. <laughs> so uh, w when I had seen the cars at 20 years old, they were together because they were a couple of years apart where it was showing me where I had met him uh, during one point in his time and then another point in, in his life when he came back and everything, um, Everything aligned. Everything was exactly who I was waiting for. And within, within, I want to say, uh, days, within days of that happening, I went ahead and I was talking to him and uh, he's literally looking at me and he's like, you know, I think I'm the guy. I think I'm the guy. And I'm like, you think you're the guy? He's like, I think I'm the guy. Everything. He goes, everything, everything is, is definitely me. But, you know, you put the drawings, you put the story that you have together. You know, my last name is definitely German. I just came from overseas. I got blue eyes. I'm definitely in my 60s. It's definitely me. And we're literally just standing in, around in this hotel room <laughs> that he was staying here in Sarasota because he had just came back from overseas. And we both hear... Uh, you know how angels make a little bit of a sound like a bell sounds situation and we hear like a real high pitch sound and mm -hmm. i look around and because i hear it and mm -hmm. he looks around and freezes and i go to him are you okay and he goes shh, shh. i said are you okay he goes uh yeah i'm okay and i said are you like looking around because of the sounds that we're hearing and he looked at me like I was like I like he couldn't believe it. He's like, you can hear them, too. And I said, yeah, I can. So from that moment on, I realized that this person was the person I was supposed to meet. Now, everything is not, you know, perfect, but it is, I want to say, the catalyst that um, catapulted me into the journey, the esoteric journey that I'm in, because you know, sometimes in in life, and, and this is just, you know, uh, my advice here and also what, what I feel. Um, in life, there is times where you have a trajectory and you have things that you have to get done. But it's not until the, the people who have to be in place um, become activated that you might be able to continue your journey. You know, because sometimes you are in a journey by yourself, but you're never alone. So there's always key players that have to appear. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think for me, what I think about is, you know, we're always asking for signs and we're always asking for clues and we're, we're asking for things. And a lot of times what we're asking for is already present and we just can't see it or we can't accept it. Yes. <laughs> and even like someone like you who has, who gets really clear signs and really clear visions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's like, I'm gonna tell you, I'm actually gonna tell you about that, uh, about the signs and clear visions. So, uh, because this is just kind of funny, it, it goes along the lines of, of exactly that. Um, last night, a friend of mine tells me, hey, Jetson, we're going to hang out so we can talk about retreats and stuff. I was like, yeah, sure. And um, I go ahead and take a shower. And in the shower, um, spirits sometimes like water. Water is very good for communication. So um, I'm taking a shower and I clearly hear, 
pack your wand, pack your wand. And, you know, I'm a healer, so I have a, a little bit of a wand situation going on, um, which I use for healing. And I, I literally talk out loud and I'm like, no, I'm not packing no wand. I, it's, it's 10 o'clock at night. I'm going to go do a meeting real quick, you know, with a, a little bit of coffee and just, you know, write down ideas. And I'm not going to pack any wands. I'm just not going to pack a wand. I'm not doing any healings. And I keep hearing, pack your wand. I was like, no, not packing it. Uh, clear, clear meshes, clear, extremely clear message. Okay. Um, and I go to my desk and I see two little bottles of, um, the cold purificado, uh, liquids. And therefore, when you're he- doing healings, your client's supposed to drink those. And it's a mixture of like holy water and some other, um, um, essential, uh, oils and stuff that are, that are in there. So I look at them and I'm like, no. I'm not taking anything with me. I am not doing a healing at 10 o'clock at night. Just not going to do it. And I get to my friend's house, who is about five minutes from where I live. And we talk about the plans. We talk about the retreats. We, you know, we're, we're making all this, uh, you know, um, strategic planning that we got to do and, and thoughts back and forth. And, um, I tell him, uh, about what we're talking about today, which is a Temascal. And the hummingbird, and he decides that that's what the name he's gonna pick for the retreat, the hummingbird. And I'm like, wow, this is great. And then he goes to me, well, Jackson, you know, you're a healer, so you're gonna be also be doing some healing in the retreat that we're gonna open. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be doing some healing. I'm definitely gonna be doing live activations. I, I definitely would want whoever's working with me to be live activated. It's very important for me to be on the same page energetically with people. And he goes to me, all right, I'm ready. Let's go. And I'm like, what do you, wait, 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 what do you mean you're ready? Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Activate me. Come on. Just heal me. Let's go. I'm ready. And I'm like, I don't have my wand with me. <laughs> so had I lessened, <laughs> even though I clearly heard it in the shower, I would have had the wand with me. Uh, needless to say, I drove back to the house and I got it and went back to his house and uh, activated him last night and did the healing. And um, really helped him out because part of the modality also helps with PTSD and he had some PTSD from being a, um, a soldier. So, um, he'll hopefully continue his healing and I'm just happy to be in alignment with him. But yeah, like, that's beautiful. Yeah. But you know, um, it's, it's like you said, sometimes you get clear messages. I, I sometimes choose not to follow them. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I should. <laughs> I do want to ask with your tarot card um, story because we are in a discovering empowerment series. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about kind of predestined paths, right? You got a message that was 20 years in the future saying this yeah. is when things will get started. Yes. What are your thoughts about that right like if we are empowered if we have free will if we are you know we have divinity within us we have kind of we're able to choose every single day um what kind of life we want how we want to operate what we want to call into our lives like what is this relationship with non-physical and um or these like messages we get that are like wait or don't do anything or like it's not going to happen here. Like, how do we make sense of that with free will from your experience? Okay. So, um, in free will, you, you have the choice, uh, like you said, very clear every single day, every single second of the day to go ahead and choose 
yes, you're going to do something. No, you're not going to do it. Or you might do it 20 years from now, or you might do it two minutes from now. Um, there is um, a predestined circumstances. Because like I said, if you are here um, as a healer or you're here in a path um, or you're here activated for something that you're supposed to go ahead and get done during this lifetime, those things are going to align for you. Those people are going to go ahead and, and be drawn to you. They're going to find you. It doesn't matter where you are. You know, I am from Costa Rica. He was born in New York. We both ended up in Sarasota at the same exact time. Okay. Um, so it doesn't matter how that's going to pan out, but because you have the free will, okay, even though that person, that, that predestiny that you already have, that assignment, I call it an assignment that you have can go ahead and appear and you can choose to say no. Had I, had I gone ahead and said, nah, you're not the guy and I would have walked away. It would have completely changed everything. Now, would it, would it still change the fact that I was still supposed to become a healer? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe that would still go ahead and try to find me again over and over. Um, I'm, I can, I like to talk a lot about like, um, uh, things that happened in my life or, uh, things that I notice that come around over and over. So, um, as you know, I'm a, um, I'm also a, a certified skincare therapist, a paramedical esthetician, which is a medical esthetician. So when I was in, um, uh, before my twenties, I was about 18, 19, I went to cosmetology school. Can't cut hair to save my life. Was extremely good at skincare. Didn't like it. The teacher knew I was supposed to be a skincare girl and she kept sending me to the skincare room and I kept saying no. When I go ahead and I graduate, um, I decide I don't want to work in this field and I'm going to be a stay home mom. And I called it a day. When you fast forward into my life later on, like, you know, um, 15, 16, 17 years later, I end up in a situation where I need to go back to school and I need to go ahead and do a different profession. And uh, clear as day, clear as day, I hear um, my ex-teacher's name um, and then I hear her voice and I hear her say, Jackson, get back into the skincare room. So you see, if you if you look at it uh, in what you're asking with whether or not you have the choices, whether or not you have free will, whether or not there's a predestined, right? Um, I had the choice to be a skincare girl since I was 18 years old. Okay, um, had I started then, I would have had more knowledge in the field. I would have, you know, um, maybe had a bigger practice at the time compared to now, right? Um, but I chose no, I chose not the right moment for me right now, even though I'm already in the field, I don't want to do it. And I backed off, but that, that was supposed to be for me. I was supposed to get into skincare no matter what. Okay. My choices were I either do it now or I do it later. My choices where I do facials or I do a medical skincare. You see that? Because I was supposed to go ahead and, and do it no matter what. Yeah. So, so if, if you, if you kind of look at your, um, let me, let me ask you this. Okay. That is one thing I can tell you across the board. Now that I'm in, you know, I'm going to be 44 soon. Um, I'm still a skincare girl and I'm happy being a skincare girl. I love being a skincare girl. Yes, I'm a healer, but I'm also a skincare girl. Okay. And I kind of kept saying, no, 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 no. And here I am. I sell equipment. I, I, you know, I, I do speaking events and I love that. 
uh, part of my, my situation. Um, so what can you tell me in your life, okay, that has come back around over and over? Yeah. That's yeah. a good question. I, and I was so ready to ask you more questions about this. Yeah, because because this. that's really that's, you know, for me to answer that question on uh, free will and predetermined certain things, you have to look back into your life. Go ahead and go back 20 years back, 10 years back, 15 years back. What has keep coming over and over into your life? What keeps recurring? What what little thing keeps coming back over and over? And it's because that is a predestined. You just have been choosing not to follow it. You have been choosing not to go forth with it. And you can always choose no, or you can go yeah. and choose and let it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, for me, like fashion comes up. That's something that okay. I just love. Um, I've always loved. Um, but I just keep dismissing it because it's like, okay, what about it, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, uh, where do I start? I don't know. I don't get it. Um but it's something that I have, like, just in the last few days, just said, okay, well, if there's something to do, just, like, show me. Like, I guess, I mean, of course, it's interesting. I love it. Mm -hmm. um, so I've just started to open myself up. But I love I love that you're, like, literally saying, like, yes, there is predestination. Because I think nobody nobody's, is saying that, and yet we feel it. Like, we feel like we're almost designed for something. Like, we feel a call towards things. Um because and, of and so this is, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah like this is really really powerful and um i almost think about you know they a lot of teachers say like you create your own reality right but it's like who who is the you that they are referring to like i'm starting <laughs> to now understand that they don't mean you you human you know jetson human myra create your own reality i think what they were saying is you as in you in connection with your higher self in connection with, you know, those that support you create your own reality. Yeah. The so you that existed before this body, you know, which had some intentions around why it came and what it's supposed to be doing, create the reality. Correct. And especially, like I said, if you're, if you're in your timeline, if you are on a journey that because you're supposed to get something done while you're here, all those things that are already, uh, you know, predestined contracts are going to come, are going to come around you. And, and that's when you start seeing, hmm, why is this coming around? What's coming around? It's because there's a, there's a contract already for you there. You know, and like I said, you can choose to go ahead and say, no, I don't want to go ahead and be part of this contract. And if you choose to go ahead and come back, because you can choose to come back, then, um, it's going to manifest again because it's still part of your, what you signed originally. <laughs> right you know like you don't get off the hook yeah um, and i guess the question is like what with what ease do i want to live like do i want to live in my like highest expression which would include these things or do i not like do i want to live kind of in resistance to them right because um, either way they're going to keep showing up <laughs> exactly so in 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 life activation that's why i like i like doing that healing modality because it it reactivates information that we as humans do not remember but our higher self knows okay right. and it realigns you to to kind of remember or start getting 
um, some signs or something for you to realign with whatever it is you're supposed to be doing or whatever it is going to make you happier, right? Because it's also, it's also, if you're doing something, it's going to make you happy. If you love what you're doing, you know, and if it's alignment with your, with your joy list, as, as William calls it. Um, so like I said, for me, it was really interesting because, you know, whether it's skincare or, or, or anything else, um, I'm going to go ahead and go back into the healing modalities, right? So, since I was very little, I've been seeing angels since I was about four years old. Um, always thought that I could fly for whatever reason. I don't know why I thought I could fly. Um, and, and I could see people who have passed on since I was a little kid. And I didn't want to embrace that stuff. You know, it's a little scary when you're a little kid, mainly because the people around you, the adults make it scary. Or the people around you start making fun of you. Um, or when, as you start getting older, you realize that I, you know, you don't want to have interaction, right? But even down to skincare, okay? When I went to training for skincare, I was there for a year and a half. And modalities like Shodara, modalities with Ayurvedic, modalities with crystal healings and healing modalities, um, were part of the, my training. And when I was doing those facials, I could see people's aura, and you know uh, their colors I was getting very activated and whoever was on my treatment table was either completely asleep and they were also seeing things when I was doing uh, work on them or they would go ahead and get up and will be completely disoriented and relaxed to the point where they couldn't remember their own names let alone walk and they were like wow Jackson you should go into the healing modalities you should not go into medical aesthetics you should just go into healing uh, aesthetics and I was like no 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 no. I don't want to have a bunch of crystals around I do not want to be a part of this field uh this is not what I came to school for I'm going straight into medical aesthetics so e even even with that I still thought it you see you see yeah. what I'm saying here yeah um because the people who were who were with me uh, could feel what was you know what was happening could feel the energy levels that i was having but i was like no i don't want any part of this i want to do something else um yeah. so um i love medical aesthetics i love healing skin but even even we even even though i haven't done um as much um healing as i wish i would have have done had i gone into healing skincare okay um it has still kept me in the spa Okay. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, so I, I am still responsible for making people feel better and feel, and feel good and, and find joy. And, yeah. and that's really what I'm also here to go ahead and do, you know, with med meditation, with the breath work. So in something that you said earlier, the connection with your higher self, right? Because if you have a better connection with your higher self, then you can hear and maybe understand what is it that your path is or where you're supposed to go ahead and go. So, for you to go ahead and have a connection with your higher self, you know, with source, with God, um, you know, whatever you want to go ahead and call it, your guides, your angels, um, mm -hmm. you have to go ahead and do the simple steps, meditate. And I'm going to use the word prayer. Okay. Prayer mm -hmm. is just you talking with source. Irregardless of religion, irregardless of what your beliefs are. Okay. Is you talking to source. It is you having a one-on-one -on -one communication with source. Meditation is the quieting of the mind, okay, and the body and the senses 
so that you can go ahead and tap in to your higher self and your energy field. Mm -hmm. And then once you go ahead and align those things, um, then you are able to hear things better, but you can also choose to not do them. Just like I chose not to take the one to my, to my, to my meeting yesterday. <laughs> See that? Mm. <laughs> I chose, yeah. even though I heard it, I still choose not to do it. So again, that is your free will. <laughs> and I love, I love, cause you have a lot of stories like this. <laughs> so I love that we're just, get, we're going to get into this, but this was like mm -hmm. such a perfect introduction oh, perfect. of who you are. Mm -hmm what your skills are, um, your gifts, how clear you receive information. And I, I think in future episodes, we'll go into more of that because you see things, you hear things with a level of clarity that I think most of us envy. Uh, but for all of our listeners, I would still say like the takeaway here is still like, listen, yes. like your signs might not be as audible or as clear as Jadson's, but you're getting something, right? Yes. Like even I had to think and I'm like, yeah, there's some things that keep reoccurring. So that would be a big takeaway. Like what are some things that keep coming up for you that maybe you're pushing against or you're rejecting? What are things that maybe you're asking for that are already in your life? Like think about those things um, because sometimes we're wishing for something that maybe is already there. We just haven't acknowledged it. And then meditate, pray, reflect. So all of these are like takeaways from the show. Uh, and we haven't even gotten started with the Demascal, which yeah. I want to kind of move there. Yeah. Um, before we do, while we're kind of in a transition, I do want to say we will go further into all of this. We're going to go further into tarot. We're willing to do tarot readings, guided meditation, some of this all of this will we'll start to get more hands on. Uh, this show is just to kind of give you an introduction to to Jetson, to myself, for you to get a feel of the kind of stories, the things that we're going to be exploring um, in this journey. And um, so stay tuned. Email us. Go to the show notes or the podcast description to to get on our email if you're interested in a tarot reading. Or maybe you want to be coached or you want to be part of this conversation. You, If you have a story to tell us, reach out to us. We want this to be super engaging and hands-on for everybody. Yes, correct. And then also you guys can visit JatsonLive.com. And on JatsonLive.com, you are able to go and uh, email us and sign up for any breathwork class or meditation class as well as um uh, for Terra Readings uh, Live. And if you wanted to be part of our podcast through advertisement or sponsorship, we welcome that as well. So let me go ahead and talk okay. to you about um, the Temescal now. Okay. So, okay. Please. Um, and, and this is, this goes into my, my esoteric journeys. Okay. So um, a lot of stuff has happened, but this one is one story that I had that I felt like I needed to share it because it was important to me. Um, so, I was pretty much seeing hummingbirds left and right everywhere, not real ones, just in like uh, art, papers, just random stuff. I, I literally cleaned up uh, like a spring cleaning of some sort and I found a card that had hummingbirds. And then after that, I found like a little magnet with a hummingbird. And I'm like, why is all these hummingbirds coming in from everywhere? And I kind of like sit down and I'm like, I'm supposed to be doing something with this hummingbird. Like what, what, what I'm supposed to be doing with hummingbird. I need to go ahead and figure it out. So 
um, hummingbirds, they kind of connect you with the spiritual uh, realm, okay? And and they're, they kind of help you to focus in your fulfillment on your dreams. They give you inspiration. They give you hope, you know? So I feel like I was supposed to go ahead and be going somewhere. I, I thought I was going to be going to Miami, and I did not go to Miami. And then the opportunity to, to go to Mexico came up. And it was one of those things where I needed to go to Mexico like the next day if I was going to go or to Miami in two days. It was it was one of those uh, situations for me. And I said to myself, you want know to just pack my bag and go to Mexico. Let me just go. And I go to Mexico and I'm over there and I feel it. I feel it and I hear it and I and I hear, you know, um, my guides talking and they're like, Jetson. You're here to, to do something. You got to go find this place. And I go ahead and find this place, uh, which had a Temescal in it. I had never heard much about sweat lodges. I had never been into a sweat lodge. I had never even thought about going into one. Okay. Um, but I knew from my guides telling me that I needed to go there, that it was important. So... I go ahead and call the place up and I'm like, hey, uh, you guys do this uh, Temescal treatment, huh? And they're like, yep. All right. How many people go in there? Up to 20 people. Well, I, I'm not going to go up to 20 people anywhere because um, n- not inside an enclosed environment like that, because, you know, you don't know if you're going to freak out. You don't know if it's hot. You don't know what's going to happen. And I'm also a little shy sometimes. So I did not want to go in there with 20 people. So I go to the guy, hey. Is there any way you can just um, do it for two people? And he's like, well, we normally don't do it for two people because, you know, we usually like to get a group. Um, but, yeah, we can we, let me call you back and see whether or not we can do that. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm like, I don't care how much it costs. Let me just get in there with two people. And the um, person that does the um, the ceremony, he's a Mayan. So he talks in Mayan and there has to be a translator. And for you of, that are not familiar with Temescal, a Temescal is, like I said, uh, it's, it's kind of like a sweat lodge, but it's not there for sweating. It's not the purpose of it is not for you to lose weight. The purpose of it is not for you to just have like a clear pores or clear your asthma. It can help with that, but it's not the purpose of it in a ceremony. In a ceremony, um, back in the day of the of the Aztec warriors, as you know, they were very uh, everything they did was ceremonial down to their games. Um, the capitations that they did, everything was very ceremonial based and everything was very structured. So the Temescal was a way for the warriors and a way for the shaman to go ahead and gain that connection uh, with the spiritual world. Okay. And also be able to plateau into the next level and the next level and the next level. So uh, for me to go into the Temescal, um, it w- I was taking it exactly like that, going through the ceremony and when I met with the um, Mayan um, shaman, I told him that that was my my focus, and he was he was excited. He was like, "Perfect, you know." Um, so, the have you been to a temascal or a sweat lodge? <laughs> yes, I have very recently um, here in Austin, near Austin, Texas. Okay, um, um, I I would like for you to tell me about your experience there so that I can go after you about the Temescal. Because I, I want yeah. I want the, them to, to see the difference and understand the difference. 
Sure. Um, so it's similar. I was at an event on a, like essentially private property. I didn't know about sweat. I mean, I've heard the word. I didn't, I had no interest. I wasn't, you know, saying, Oh, I want to do this or anything like that. Um, but, but then one of my really good friends that was there, she was like, Oh, I'm, I'm doing this. And I did it last year and it's really good. And she's very, you know, low key about things. She's not those kind of people that say things excited, you know, she's just <laughs> like, it's good, you know, just very like, um, stoic, I, I guess. And so, of course, she's not pushing it or anything on me, but I said, yeah, I want to do it. I want to do it. And it was happening like, I think three days in a row. Hmm. Anyway, one of the days it just, it just sort of happened like where it was like, okay, I'm in the area. I'm at the right time. I don't care for dinner. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do this. Um, and I didn't know anything about it. So once I was there and one of the assistants was helping with the fire with the stones, um, then I started hearing about it and how intense it was and all this. And I'm like, Oh, I, you know, <laughs> I think I'm okay. I, I don't, <laughs> I'm not here for all that. And, um, and then a, a person I was with, they're like, Oh, you can do it. Like just with real like certainty. And this, this person I just met the day before, mm-hmm. they're like, you, like you can do it. And I was like, I felt that in my body. Like, I'm like, this is kind of weird, but that actually gave me like, I feel like I can do it. And so, um, the, the, the lead, or I don't even know what they're called. The, the, the man who, the shaman, I guess. I don't know. Yes, I don't it, know. Yeah, it depends. Um, yeah. It could be a shaman. Yes. Uh, he, he was from, um, what was it? The Navajo tribe. Okay. Navajo. Yeah. I like Navajos. Yeah. Navajo tribe. Um, again, I didn't ask too many questions because I just, I don't know. I always get like in these situations and I just go for it if it feels good. Um, uh, <laughs> what do I say? So, so we got in women on one side, men on the other. It wasn't a full group. Um, they How just say people? up to 20 people for me. <sighs> maybe less than eight. Okay. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, like four. Yeah. And then like four guys, four women. How was how was the structure? Like, what is it? What was it made out of? Oh. So. They try to use the resources from that land. So they try not to, you know, I don't know. Um. So I I don't know. It had some sort of. I, I don't know what it was made of, but it would, it, there was some sort of skeleton, you know, vert, you know, I don't know if it was sticks or what it was made of, but it looked very like natural, you know, obviously it's just dirt on the ground, like there's nothing, it's not like a spa thing. Was it an enclosed situation or was it enclosed? Fully yeah. Enclosed. So I had the skeleton and then I had these like drapes okay. on top of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the drapes were made out of either. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the stones, they didn't, I think, I don't know what's normally used, but whatever they, they normally use, they didn't have any. So they were using uh, limestone, which is, I think, not typical, but it's very abundant in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, and it lit up just as red, you know, but they fall apart a little bit easier. So that's why I think they don't use it. But these, they were like, they're actually holding up really nicely. Um so that's what it, what they used. 
Um, yeah, but it was pitch black. Um, we went for four rounds. Okay. Of it. Um, and each round he kind of did something different. I think the typical thing is to, to, like he was singing the songs obviously in his language. Um, so I didn't understand any of it. Um, but he would give us a little bit of context of what this was about. He would kind of tell us like what the focus of that session was about. Um, like the first one was like pray in your language, mm-hmm. which for me was interesting because I usually pray in English because that's what I'm, I'm more comfortable with that. But I, I prayed in Spanish, which is mm-hmm. my native tongue. Um, and then the next round was like pray for your, you know, your family. Like it was just, it was very guided and structured. And, um, the first experience, I mean, the first round was very, um, like I felt like a presence there and I was like, oh, this is very new. Um, I felt very earthy. I felt very grounded. Um, and then the, the following rounds, it was more, you know, some of my fears coming up, things like that, you know, things that I needed to process, like just came to the light. Like it was like, okay, there's all these things. Um, and yeah, and, and that was, that was it. I mean, I'm happy to go more in depth uh, in any of that. Yeah, yeah. Was, um, um, so did you guys drink, um, did you guys like uh, meditate or drink anything before the, the ceremony or after? We had not as part of the ceremony. Well, maybe it was. There was a root. Okay. A root. I don't know what kind of root it was, but I had never had it before that you that they were chewing on um and eating hmm. and so i did that for some of the rounds um okay. but again it wasn't it wasn't like a full um and then like um yeah so the question is between the rounds that you're talking about so that our listeners can understand uh, how much of a break did you have? Did you guys leave, get out, or just open the door, or or stayed inside? What was it that you guys were doing? It was um, it was to bring in new rocks or like okay, a, yes. like more heat. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but you could you can stay in, you can get out. It was a, probably about ten minutes between the rounds. Okay. Uh, we were right next to a river, so. You know, a couple of the rounds for me, I just felt like, okay, I want to go and, and like immerse myself in the water fully. Nice. So I did that, which was so good. And it <laughs> felt like a reset. Yes. Um, and again, it wasn't about like the heat. Like, it's not like, oh, this is too much. It was just like, I felt just so much energy, you know, shifts and things happening that it was like, okay, I just need like the water. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just like take it away, flow it out. Uh, yeah, so I did that. One of the rounds I just stayed in, or maybe the other two I stayed in. Um, yeah. Okay, so that's, that, yeah. um, I like that you share your story and, um, that I was able to kind of like understand that the type of structure you were in. Um, it, uh, calls are also seen and found in different cultures. You know, like I said, the one I experienced was uh, Mayan because was, I was in Mexico. Um, and the one that you experienced was in Texas with the Navajo Indian. So, so that was pretty cool because it is a thing that throughout the Americas it can be found, uh, and even other cultures, including some in Europe. 
of the indigenous cultures that have temazcals uh, or, you know, we'll call them sweat lodges for, you know, anyone who wants to hear the basic word of it. But um, it is a very cool experience to definitely go through. Like you said, because you're able to release a lot of emotion, you're able to go and release a lot of um, um, it really does take a lot from you to stay in there because it does get very hot. It gets extremely hot. So and it's hard to breathe. <laughs> I'm sure you you that's probably what you need to have the water, too. And you got to drink plenty of liquids. Um, so in my experience, uh, like I said, I have I was in, in Mexico. Um, I heard my guy tell me that I needed to go to a Temescal ceremony and I was told exactly where to go. And I contacted the person. And when I get there for the ceremony, which is just myself and uh, William, um, and then the translator, I just didn't want anyone near me because I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if I was going to get full blown messages and I needed to um, be in a space where I could go ahead and meditate. I can block people who are near me so they don't affect my connection. But I didn't know if I could block eight other people or 20 other people. Does it make sense? Um, so I went ahead and uh, give me a second here. I'm having difficulties. Are you still there, Myra? Yep, yep, yep. Okay. I'm here. So that, that part we're going to have to edit out because obviously I wasn't sure if you were there or not. So, um, it's okay. So the thing with the Temascal that I was in Mexico, when I get there, the shaman takes off his clothes, um, to be wearing, you know, his traditional clothing, you know, his, his shaman outfit, like a Mayan would. And he has the most beautiful hummingbirds on each side of his chest. And uh, when I said to you that signs for me align, it's like that. I was seeing hummingbirds for like a month, left and right on different things that were appearing around my house and also appearing outside when I was walking around or went to the store or whatever. And I'm sitting here in front of the uh, shaman. And when I see those tattoos on his chest, I'm like, holy cow, I'm supposed to be here. Like, I'm supposed to be here. There's no doubt in my mind that I'm not at the right place at that point. Um, because like I said, even though I'm getting, getting clear messages, you, you said something at the beginning. We always ask for, for more science, right? We always ask for more proof, right? Um, and I'm always asking for more proof. So, so, so seeing the, the hummingbirds on his chest was good because I was like, okay, this is the right guy. I'm supposed to be here and I'm happy. So the Temascal, uh, that I went to, um, it almost looked like an igloo. It was, um, I don't know what type of stone it was made out of. I uh, didn't specifically ask that question. William might have asked. I didn't. Um, and the cool thing about this structure is that if you were to touch the wall and you were to touch the floor, it was cold as ice, which is really cool because as you, you've been inside the sweat lodge and you saw how hot it gets in there. And when you go ahead and touch the wall and it's completely like a piece of ice or the floor, it's crazy. crazy. Like it's already mind blowing because you're like, how in the world is this even happening? You know, Mm -hmm. Um, then also at the bottom, okay, at the bottom of the of the floor uh, area, there was about an inch about, yeah, about an inch 
where the air was extremely cold. So if it got really hot, you could go ahead and lay down and try to breathe in a little bit of the cold air at the bottom. Which was also another plus of having not many people in there because we were able to go ahead and do that if we couldn't take it. So in, in the one we were in, there was five levels. Um, the person that was with us, uh, cause it was a shaman. And then we had the translator that was translating everything word per word that the shaman was saying. Um, the shaman would take like, um, kind of like breaks in between talking for her to translate what was happening and what each uh, level we were going through meant. So in the, in, in Mexico, um, the cool thing about it is that they use, you know, galvanic stones and they use galvanic rocks uh, for the ceremony. And the reason why they use the galvanic stones and the galvanic, um, um, you know, things like that is because lava rock is it comes from the earth. First of all, it comes from the volcanoes. And I, I don't know if you know this, but volcanoes have a lot of energy. Uh, you know, crystals have a lot of energy and volcanic rock has a lot of energy. OK, um, so it was pretty cool to have the rocks. There were big pieces of rock. I want to say about um, one. I want to say about 12 to 16 inches per rock and maybe about mm, three inches thick or four inches thick. So they were pretty big. And he had a helper and the helper would go ahead and uh, open the front door of this uh, place that was covered by like a tarp um, cloth material. He would open it up and he would go ahead and, and uh, put in about four rocks every time that he opened it up. So the door will be open just enough time for him to put the four rocks in. And that was it. So that was the only break we were getting. <laughs> there was no, there was no other breaks besides the rock putting in there. And yeah. the, the center of the Temescal is, has like a circle in it and it has like a pit. And that's where you put the rocks and then you put the water because what's uh, happening in there is like a steam reaction and hot steam. Um, and we were about, I want to say, if you were to sit crisscross applesauce, you will still have maybe a foot to a foot and a half from the pit. So we were, we were very close. I could not imagine being there with 20 other people. Um, but let me tell you a little bit about the, the, um, and I will say with more people, um, depending on where you're sitting, it's actually less hot. Um, because like, I don't know, I felt like people, like if I wasn't right in the front, it would kind of block some of the heat mm -hmm. in a way. Um, so that was also interesting. Like the positioning of where you sit does make a difference, at least in my experience when you are with a group of people. Hmm. Yeah. I, I will have to go ahead and I'll try it with a, a group eventually. Like I said, I, I, it was my first time and I really wanted to go ahead and kind of like not be distracted by anybody else. Um, but you know, lava rock, means uh, strength and courage it comes from the earth it's an earth uh, element as well and it has a fire element to it so it's two elements in one and you know how important elements are in energy work right so another yeah. thing too is that lava rock is also associated with many of the of the um i'm i'm gonna say this because it's, it's a touchy subject for some people there is one god 
there is one source, one humongous source. Um, and anywhere across the books that you can read, there's heavenly bodies. Those heavenly bodies are deities. Okay. So the lava rock is associated with some of those deities. And one of them that is associated with is one of the Mayan gods. So there's another reason why the lava rock is important in the Temescal when it comes to the Mexican ceremony. Okay. Um, that's what they use it. Like I said, in, in the one with the Native American, it, you know, it could have been a different stone. Also, because we don't really have volcanoes in America. I mean, do we have any volcanoes at all? I don't think so, right? I don't, well, Hawaii, which, you oh, know, yeah, but you know, not, there. In, not in the mainland, you know, in the mainland, <laughs> like we don't have any volcanoes. So, you but, but that yeah, that's, that's usually the typical rock. They were even saying, like, oh, we need to go get lava rock, but this works you know, for now. And yeah. I thought it was kind of cool for my experience because like, I just came back. From, I'm born and raised in Austin. I just came back this year to these lands. And there's something that's really calling me to like really ground here, like be like become one. Like I'm constantly being told like go to the springs or like, so to use limestone for my first experience, I felt like was part of me like, arrive like declare like your energy here so it's it's really cool also really cool that I was called to tons of lava rocks and my yes. Hawaii trip that I just returned from yesterday oh, yes which you just did that we're definitely gonna talk about that in a I know. That, that's what I think too about the the um the you know transformative journey and the and the spiritual journey in in and the empowerment of it all is also has to do with um, not only not only what what's happening to you energetically, but also the places that you visit, you know, once you're on a journey, even down to the places you visit, have that connection. And, and, and you're supposed to get something while you're there, you know, um, so yeah. that's cool, too. So, um, like I said, for my situation with uh, in Mexico, um, I was in Playa del Carmen. Um, it was a ceremony to to symbolize rebirth okay not only purification of the body and the mind okay but also to signify rebirth because the structure of a temascal is rounded like a womb like the woman's womb okay and you only walk a certain direction inside the temascal you do not walk an opposite direction because it wouldn't make any sense so when you have a baby inside your womb the baby turns a certain direction and then it ex it, it exits the body so in the temascal um that was something that was extremely uh important to do to only walk going a certain direction and to um to go and understand that as you're moving through the temascal um, you have to be able to get out like it's like a rebirth. Uh, the Temescal I was in was not tall enough to stand up on. It was very low to the ground. Um, so we literally just crawled in a certain direction until we went around the whole structure and then finally got out. Um, so while when I was there, I wanted to tell you a little bit more about that. So the, the, the nurturing force, the Temescal is, is it brings you down to Mother Earth Gaia. All right. And it, like you said, you feel very grounded from it and it gives you a very good uh, feeling of um, well-being and, and mental and emotional well-being. Um, like I said, it symbolizes the womb and your journey 
through the spiritual realms and the emotional uh, power of rebirth. Thank goodness that we as humans do not remember <laughs> being born. Some people remember being born. Uh, most of us do not remember that um, because, you know, it is um, it's, it can be traumatic, you know, to have to go through that channel, you know, that that the womb and get out of there, you know. So the Tamaskal kind of makes you there because it puts you in a um, space where your fears, your limitations, your vulnerability uh, can have a time to transform and for you to go ahead and let go of those emotions and and have those uh, things let go. So in, in my case, I did not have any um, fear or emotional um situations happen in that sense because I knew that I was there to plateau into the next thing so for me it was more of my connection with my guides and when I started meditating uh through the different levels the different um you know heat levels of the Temescal I went from hearing the shaman talking and singing he was singing he had a, a beautiful drum that he was drumming the whole time and he was talking in in mayan and and drumming and singing um um uninterrupted by the by the um translator and he would only stop every now and then for the translator to speak and he got to the point where william disappeared the shaman disappeared the drums disappeared and it was just myself and the Temescal. There was nothing else next to me. There was nothing else going on but just myself and the Temescal. Um, if you were to open your eyes, you can't see anything because the vapor is so thick. It's like a big cloud. Um, and anyhow, you don't want to open your eyes because it burns. Your lips burn. Your, I mean, your clothes feels like it's gonna, you know, you wear, you wear very little, very little in there anyhow. And, um, and you still feel like it's gonna ignite and, and go on fire because it's so hot in there, right? Do you remember how hot uh, it gets in there? No, I don't remember. Um, and I know for the one I was at, they had just had some kids or something go in there and like mess with something. So they were actually like fixing it back in like to mm. make sure like the no air would come out. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'm not even sure if I got to like the peak hot as, as, as it typically is. Yeah. So we, we actually, um, you know, and, and Temas calls, you know, they, they are, they've been around for thousands of years, you know, through different mm -hmm. cultures. Um, so I, I think it said, I think it was, I looked it like up. Like 120? Yeah. It, it's, the, yeah, like maybe 120. It's pretty hot. It's not normal heat. It's like for real hot. Um, yeah. And the thing, the thing with us, like I said, there was five levels. And so when we, in one of the palaces, when the um, translator is talking, I think we were in level two and level one was easy. Level one was like, oh my goodness, this is so easy. Like, what are we doing? You know, yeah, let's continue. And uh, William and I, we, we fist pump and we're like, let's go, let's go. We're, we're good. Bring me more rocks, you know, and, um, the helper that he was outside, he had a, a Mayan name. So whenever the little door would open, uh, he would call him by his Mayan name and he would come in and just put the little rocks in there, you know, and I say little because, you know, they're, they're big rocks, but I'm just calling them little, little rocks. And, um, um, the door closes and it starts to get hotter and he starts doing his, you know, cha chanting and, and stuff. And then he stops for a little bit for the uh, translator to, to catch us up. And, um, 
we go to the translator uh so so like uh it's just gonna get getting hotter huh how many levels and she's like oh there's, there's we still got four more to go we're now on the second one it goes up to five um and she's like are you guys sure you guys can take it we're good i'm like yeah 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 so the heat starts getting up i'm i'm still like trying to like you know uh, function inside the temascal um, I put my back against the wall because it was cold, <laughs> just so I could go and kind of like just breathe in a little bit. And, um, and, and we're in there and it finally, that, that level finally ends and the little door opens again for more rocks to come in. And, um, we go to her, the translator. All right, all right. We're, we're ready for three. We're ready for three. And she's like, it's okay. You guys can get out if you want to. No, 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 no. We're ready. We're ready. And she's like, are you guys sure? Are you guys sure? Yeah, we're ready. We're ready. And you know, we, we thought that the shaman and, and the translator, they do this every day, right? They, they have people every day going into those places. So, uh, and William and I, we're very competitive by nature. And especially when it comes to like, um, things like this where it's a journey and and you're trying to get to the highest level that you can get into uh we really try to go ahead and go as far as we can you know uh within reason so at this point on level three my eyes are burning my lips are burning i feel like my silk i had like a little silk small uh like a skirt made of silk uh and I thought it was gonna just ignite on fire. I'm like, any, any hotter and this thing's gonna go ahead and go. So at that point, I lay myself down at the floor of the Temescal and I try to breathe in that cold air right at that inch level. And I'm just trying to like breathe and I'm trying to like, um, lessen. I'm trying to lessen to my guides and I'm like, okay, I'm supposed to be here for transformation. I'm supposed to be here for something important. So help me understand how to get a hold of myself during this journey because i'm i'm getting you know kaboggled in my thoughts with what's physical right i'm getting kaboggled in my thoughts with what i'm feeling instead of being in my space and connected and um i hear my guide and my guide says to me focus on the drum don't don't focus on on the words don't focus on anything but the drum and so at that point, I sit back up and as I sit back up, um, it's time for them to open the door again. And they tell us, all right, you guys have done great. This is wonderful. This is level three. Congratulations. Um, you guys can get out now if you want to. No one ever, no one has ever gone past level three. We've never had anyone just go, go back level three. And William looks at me, I look at him and I'm like, I, I, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. And the reason why I'm ready is because I just had this conversation with my guides, right? To focus on the drum. So I'm not about to go ahead and get out now. And so, uh, we sit back, you know, we, we stay sitting down and I just rearrange myself, get into a better space. Um, you know, in my mind, in my heart, in my emotions. And I start to do my breathing exercises which is it's very hard to breathe as deep as you can when there's so much hot air around you uh, and the, you know, the vapors of it. And I look at William and he looks at me and the rocks start coming in. And for a couple of seconds, as you know, when the, when the, when the door is open of a Temescal, there's a little bit of light. So you're able to see the people uh, across from you. Um, and at this case, it was William. And I kind of looked at him and I nodded and he looks at me and he nods and I'm like, okay, 
we're doing this. Like, you know, I don't know what's happening with him, but we're doing this. And so the door closes and it gets really dark in there. And we're completely surrounded by the most beautiful <laughs> white cloud of steam. You can find the most hottest white cloud of steam. And he starts to chant again. He starts to do his drumming. And I started to go into my meditative state. And I, at that point, did not hear a single thing. Um, it started to go, just go away. Like it was like farther and farther and farther away. And I was able to go and connect um, to my higher self and understand that I was there for transformative journey because I was supposed to be entering a different phase of my life. Okay. Um, and so when the door opens again for the next level, I don't even notice it. I have no recollection of this, of the door opening on the fifth level. Zero. I, I was, I stayed in my meditative state. Everything else disappeared. Um, Obviously, there's five levels. So the door reopened. They got more rocks in and they continued. And I was completely oblivious to any of that. Um, and we get to the last part of it and it's so, so hot that it kind of knocks me out of my meditative state. And for a little second, I freaked out. I was like, <laughs> I was like, Justin, what are you doing in here? Like, <laughs> did it just get hotter? You know? I was, right. I was like, did it just get hotter in here? Or was it just me? And and I realized, holy cow, it is so hot in here. And I could hear my my guy saying, focus, focus, focus. And uh, I was hearing the drum again, and I could hear his chanting again. And so I go ahead and I take all I can to just go ahead and like you know get back into meditative state i thought about laying down on the floor uh again to try to breathe that cold air at the bottom but part of me was like no you you just passed level four you can do this just keep your eyes closed do not lick your lips because licking your lips makes it worse <laughs> um and just focus and so i i went back into meditative state and i remember walking and I remember seeing a door and I remember walking towards the door and that's as, as, about as far as I went on that. And then um, it was over before I could go ahead and, you know, realize it. And then um, the shaman starts talking and says, all right, guys, we have made it. He's like, oh, excited. You know, he's talking. He's he keeps a prayer of thank you to all the spirits that were there. And there was definitely spirits there because, like you said, you felt things around you. You felt a, a magnitude of power in there you know, and a magnitude of like a um, beautiful energy that was just like helpful and, and calming and, and, um, and just beautiful, you know? And so we start crawling, um, around the Temazcal. We were supposed to do one crawl around. And then on the second one, that's when we can finally go ahead and exit. So as we exit the uh, Temazcal on all fours and we finally stand up, there's a shower there and we just go inside the shower and we we take the a little bit of the shower there and the translator who had a way until we got out because the shot you know the shaman is the first one to get out then uh, william went around once i went around once we both get out and then the, the translator finally goes around and, and and gets out she gets out and she starts running with this adrenaline situation that she had going on 
and she's like literally just running full of adrenaline. Uh, William and I feel great, but we're inside the showers just taking, you know, the water in, feeling great. And we go back to where she's at, and um, they had this humongous bowl of guacamole, um, which is a healing, a healing of, you know, I don't know, guacamole is a fruit or a vegetable. I think it's a fruit. It's yeah. a fruit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they had this humongous bowl of guacamole, and they had the most um, yummy juice. It was like a cucumber spritzer type scenario. Uh so no, good. yeah, you know, everything natural, no alcohol, no substances, um, uh, because they, they try to keep it as, uh, I want to say holistic in the sense that they don't want to give you anything to impede your journey, you know what I'm saying, or to like, uh, magnify it because they want you to just be in your own space, you know, without any, any outside, uh, inhibitors, right? Or facilitators, you can say. Um, and this lady, this translator, she was around 20, I want to say 23 years old or so, 24, 23. And she just running around, just running, just running. And then she finally comes down and sits down. And I said to her, why are you so hyper? What's going on? And she goes, you guys don't understand. I've been here for two years. I told you no one has ever gone past level three. I had no clue this was going to happen. I, I can't believe that I was in there because I couldn't get out because I was a translator and I had to stay in there the whole time because they're in there. And she was so excited. And, uh, William and I are laughing. And the shaman uh, comes over and he's like, uh, you know, just very proud. He's like, you guys did great. He's like, you're the first group in four years that I have been working at this Temescal uh, retreat that has ever gone to level five. You guys have just opened the warrior's door. And what was it that I had seen in my meditation? Wow. I had seen a warrior. Yeah. I had seen a door. So yeah. I, I was like, holy cow, I saw a door. And so we went ahead and um, I, I said to him, can you tell me a little bit more about your situation as a, sh as a shaman? And he's, he says that he goes to um, he goes to um, uh, give me a give me a second. I'm, we're going to have to edit this part. He's in my room. I'm in, I'm I'm working. OK, it's OK. Um, all right. So let me get back to the story here because my kid came over inside the, the room. Um Another thing that uh, he told us was that for him as a shaman, twice a year, he has to go up into one of the mountains over in Mexico, and he actually goes to level 10 to, start, to stay certified in his shaman as a Temescal uh, practitioner, okay? He has to be able to go to level 10. So during um the temescal for him once a year they heat up the one over in um at the retreat to level 10 just to like help him to kind of practice it before he has to go up on the mountain with the rest of the shamans to go ahead and do his his own ceremony and last that long so i cannot like i said we went to one that was 120 degrees at least minimum right could you imagine having to go five more levels? Yeah. <laughs> I no, mean, like, I would have no eyebrows. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> There's I no know. way I'm going to have eyebrows after that because they will be cinched. <laughs> oh, I am so excited, though. I, I really want to keep doing it, though. Mm -hmm. It was such a great experience for me. And I it have is. a couple of friends who are, who are, like, in training, I guess you'd uh -huh. say. That's cool. Like apprenticeship or whatever, because they want to do that. I don't know how long that journey is or, you know, all of that, but um, it's intense. Yeah. It's and, intense, and I'm excited yeah. and I feel happy that it's being done in Texas. And I don't know how how common it is, but I guess like with our proximity to Mexico. 
Right. Um, um, you know, we have that support. Mm-hmm. Which is which is good. And then, like I said, yours was Native American. So um, yeah. I, I, I have friends in the Hopi tribe and in the Ho-Chuck tribe. And I can go ahead and um, ask whether or not it's a thing for them as well. And like I told you, um, we're going to hopefully be opening a retreat in Georgia in either late 2024 or 2025. Mm-hmm. And um, with Lenar, uh, we are going to have a Temescal. We're going to figure out how to build one as close as possible. I would like I would like a structure similar to the one in Mexico mm-hmm. because it's long lasting. And mm-hmm. I feel it also um, encapsulates the heat a little bit better because then there's only one way in and one way out. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So with the Temascal, I wanted to kind of add as well that not only is it is it a transformative energy with the fire and the and the um, the vapors that come out of there um, with the water, you know, being very clean and stuff, but it's also a way of connecting to the infinite. Like I said, returning to the womb and being able to have that transformative journey of of, of being out of there, and it helps you to uh, because it's a circle, it gives you the equality and evolution. Okay, of having a collective journey of growth and transformation again. Um, and then the water is purified water, which is usually used for Temescal um, um, ceremonies. So I would like to be able to use um, holy water, you know, and also put it in there because you want you, you know, um, water, water can be if it has holy water is just water that is like a is purified energetically okay so water if you talk to it in a bad manner it can actually kill something you know if you put poison a bottle of poison inside water that is sealed it'll poison the water no matter what and if you have water that is you know um purified or you have water that is a holy water then that water is going to help even more so whoever is in contact with it does yeah. Sense? So, yeah, um, yeah, so I'm pretty, pretty excited about it um, to go ahead and do that. Like I said, I, I do want to go ahead and do a retreat where we can take people to Mexico and experience it. Uh, I would like to keep working with the same shaman from Mexico, um, mainly because I, I feel a very deep connection with him. The cool thing about our experience is that they we had a massage right afterwards. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so it's like we got out of the Temescal, we take a little a cold shower there, we eat a little bit of guacamole, we drink this uh, cucumber mm-hmm. fresh juice uh, situation, and we go straight into the massage uh, area and we get the most beautiful full body massage. Uh, and, you know, we're already in a kind of meditated, higher uh, elevated state. So or the messages for me continued uh, into the massage. So I was yeah. pretty happy about that because I just, I just felt great. I felt great afterwards. So, you know, highly recommend the experience for many people, um, regardless of where they are on their on their own esoteric journey. Like I said, for me, um, just like yourself, I would love to try the one in Texas. I would love to try a more different Temescal experiences, you know, from different cultures. And, you know, and whatever it is, they, you know, whether they call it a sweat lodge or they call it something else, I would love to do that. Um, and definitely um, being able to go ahead and go through that through that ceremony and understanding how similar it might be to the Mexican uh, ceremony yeah. or the um, spiritual um, 
description of what it does for you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I know. I mean, it sounds like you had like more of a luxury experience. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a luxury. It was a luxury you had a luxury skull. experience. Mine was, oh, man, like I was like, wait, that thing? We're gonna crawl in that? Like, oh my it, it literally looked like, uh, you know, like I said, some kids were able to like destroy it pretty quickly. You know, so it was like literally, like I mean. It, it didn't even look like a thing. I don't know. You know, so my experience was probably a little different, but it's all, it's all cool and it's all relevant and it's all, you know, it meets you where you are. And, you know, if you're called to something, like literally it'll come to you, you know, like yeah. I said, I was at a, at an event. It was a, so it was a multi-day, you know, thing. So obviously I was able to do this. Um, but yeah, I think if you're called, you'll, you'll the a way will show mm -hmm. for you, you know, whether for you it was flying, for me it was just walking down to the river um, and doing it. So it's very, very exciting. I do want to say a couple things because I think this is why you and I love to talk and why we started this podcast is because anytime that you share a story there's some correlation with what's going on in my life or vice versa. That's interesting. And so tell me more. One thing, <laughs> well, one thing is the fact that I just had this sweat lodge experience just two, three weeks ago. Right. Like, so I wouldn't have had any context of your story if I didn't have my own experience. And so literally like, as we we're planning to start this podcast, I I'm called to this, right? Like I, it comes to me and I have that experience. So that's one. The second thing is um, how often I was called to places with lava rocks while I yes. was in Maui and Honolulu. And I, and I, I told you that I told you that before you left, I said, Hey, be, be in the lookout that you might be, you might be seeing things that you're supposed to go at, you know, over there. So it's, it's good to hear that. It is. And I, you know, part of my Hawaii trip, I was like, why am I here? This is so like, cause I do believe that everything happens for a reason, all this stuff, mm -hmm. but I want, you know, sometimes I want these big payoffs or these big moments. Yes. And for example, there was one, my first full day in Maui, I took, I, I rented a moped and I, I literally drove like an hour and a half, like two hours one way like really I guess just for the scenery mm -hmm. and then that's it I don't know and then I drove back and then now that I think of it there was so much lava rock in that in that, that route yeah and it's like sometimes we want like okay like I'm gonna meet someone or like something <laughs> but it's like sometimes it's like you just need that energy mm -hmm. exchange or you just need to be in that presence or sometimes you just need to be there. And that's something that I'm learning too. Like sometimes you just needed to be there and don't worry about what's happening energetically, but something's happening. And let yes, that be. yes. And, and then another thing too, bringing back on the elements is, um, if, if, you, if you really sit down, if you sit down and you actually see, I like, I like to introspect and retrospect, right? So if you sit down, if you sit down and you're like, hmm, when am I the most creative? Hmm, when am I the most happy? And you figure out the element, the element which you're the most attracted to or where it makes you feel the most, you know, the better. Okay. So it's either earth, water, fire, or air, right? And mm -hmm. when you look at the places that you visit, 
when your energy goes down, you know, let's say where you live, because like, for example, you know, we live, um, thank goodness we don't live in Miami, for example, it's a concrete city, right? Or New York, you know, uh, and, and depending where you are in New York it could be just concrete city. Um, I live very close to the water because I'm only 15 minutes away from, from the ocean. Um, you live in Texas. I don't know how close you are to the water. Um, I'm going to be moving to Georgia, which is going to be in the state, but there's going to be a lake within 10 minutes from me or 15 minutes from me. So there's still a water feature. But when I travel and I'm able to see not just ocean, but ocean with green and rocks near me, especially volcano rocks, you know, like you said, volcanic rocks. And that's something that I've been able to kind of like be more part of when it comes to traveling to Costa Rica or to, you know, Mexico, or I, I have those features near me, right? Um, I feel the best then. So for me, it's a mixture of water and earth. I have to have water and earth near me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, some people, you know, might just need to go somewhere like, let's say, Chicago. They need the wind, you know, um, mm-hmm. or, or where it is they're going to go. So um, so it's kind of nice to to know that because sometimes you cannot live in those areas because, you know, you got to live where you got to live for work or whatever reasons. But it's good to be able to go ahead and keep yourself that little break, that little travel, you know, and then just go at least, you know, for a week or two weeks or a minimum, at least I want to say you, you got to do more. You got to do seven days, to be honest. You can't you know, you could go for four days, but that's like really like a short trip for anywhere. Um, so I do I do. I'm a big believer in traveling to try to get those energy features back up. Um, yeah. And in the lava rock, you know, you have the feature of both fire and earth. Yeah. And I feel like I'm drawn to both of those. And water, like for like for me, it's like all the elements. <laughs> and, it can, and it can be all the elements. You know, all the elements are there to help you, so that's always important. But one thing that I wanted to also say that I just I just learned just now. I just logged into my Facebook, and you know how you have your memories on Facebook. Uh, two years ago, two years ago, I was actually in Mexico, at the having this experience with the Temescal. Oh my gosh! And it's interesting <laughs> because we're taping today. And it's exactly the anniversary of my Temescal situation. So um, experience. So uh, that, you know, that's that's the journey. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. it, it kind of aligns. Right. Because you're like, OK, I'm still. All, on the journey. <laughs> yeah. All the synchronicities, the signs, the callings. I think it's just so nice. So, I mean, just pay attention, follow and then look back and notice because sometimes you don't notice in the moment. No. But if you look back, you can connect those dots. And then, the, okay, the last synchronicity I was going to say um, or share with you is yesterday I was listening to, like, the t- my tarot reading, like, just on YouTube. Uh-huh. And the animal that came up on that reading was the hummingbird. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember listening to it, and it was like, well you know, maybe you've been seeing a hummingbird. And I was like, well, I, I saw one like a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. Um, and then they're like, well, if you haven't seen one, you're seeing one now on your screen. Like, you know, because it's like a YouTube video. So they're like showing the card. And then I'm like, okay, cool. And I didn't think much about it because I don't like to like create, you know, like if, if there are signs, okay, I'm here for it, but I'm not going to try to like make it happen. So I'm right. like, okay, whatever. Um, so I kind of was like, not really paying attention too much to that part of my reading but then now it's like 
it's all just coming together and and it keeps like it just weighs for i think the universe should just say like we are aware of you things are orchestrated like <laughs> there's so much more happening for you than you realize like and these are just ways that we can show you that of yes. course there's so much more and so much bigger stuff but like it's just like little signs that we can actually capture because a lot of things we can't even like fathom you know we can't even like fathom how our heart is continuously beating you know 24 7 you know we can't even fathom all the things that are working for us and so I think these are just signs that kind of we can grasp yes and it's like okay you're you know and and, and I, you're you're right about that because you know so so kind of like put yourself in that space you know there's so many things happening uh around you and to you and for you and because there's, you know, the spiritual realm, your guys, your angels, you know, all all the things that are helping you because there's more than just angels. It's more than just guys. There's there's so many different beings helping you, you know, and we are we are humans. We don't realize all that stuff that's happening and everything that's aligning and everything that they, you know, that they're putting together for you to go ahead and you know, move forward and help you out on your journeys and, and everything you, you that's unfolding. So it is nice when you are able to pick up little signs of that. And, and even more, you know, nicer, you know, for me, uh, as well is when, when, like you said, you just saw the hummingbird thing and that just popped up. Then that tells me, that tells me as well that I am in the right spot with you as well. Because like I said, for me, the hummingbird, the hummingbird, uh, came up last night when I was with Lenar and that's what he's going to call the, uh, <laughs> in, uh, in Georgia. Um, and it's and it's just interesting because the hummingbird is transformation. Yeah. So, in in what we're doing for for people, and not only with this podcast, it's also about the transformative journey, right? So, and and again, and that's actually one of the words that we're talking about. the 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 name of this this part out of the we have um it's a ten episode series is the transformative journey of the Temescal in um as well as, uh, can you say here, the esoteric journey, right? Where you share, you expand, you celebrate uh, your journey with us and our followers and the people who listen to us. And I, and I really want uh, for anyone who was able to go ahead and grasp anything that was important to them, because like you said, sometimes I talk, sometimes you talk and we're like, oh, I just had this aha moment. Or, or, or this just correlated to something that happened to me. So when you have a, a someone that's listening, that could be happening for them as well. And I would love to hear from them. I would love to hear from people, you know, what they got out of the, the podcast, what they got out of the stories that we have. We have so many stories to share. We have so many, uh, things to share with them that it would be nice to hear feedback from them. So, you know, they can go to the website, they can go ahead and uh, click, you know, follow here for the podcast, uh, email us, you know, at jetsonlive at gmail.com or jetsonlive.com and tell us what they think. Um, and um, I would love to be able to read some tarot cards for them uh, live. I would love to be able to, you know, share some of their um, experiences as well. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. Cause it's, cause it's, and especially if they have experienced other Temescal, um, or sweat lodges in other cultures, because like I said, I believe there's some in Asian countries, uh, for sure Native American, um, I believe Icelandic people of some sort mm -hmm. have a Temescal situation as well. Um, and, and it, it's just nice to hear people's journeys and how the structures might be similar or a little bit different. 
uh, like you said, yours is your your experience is still beautiful. Mine, like <laughs> you, you want to call mine a little bit more posh, <laughs> luxury, temazcal. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it, it was just a very nice retreat, you know. It was it was very nice. <laughs> it's a good thing. Hey, I like the nice things too. Yeah. That's just not where yeah where spirit guided me for that one. <laughs> no, 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 and, and it's fine. You know, it's it's fine. You know, it's fine to have experiences. It doesn't matter how you have it. Is the, the fact that you have it, you know. Um, and like I said, I would love to go ahead and team up with uh, a Native American. A tribe um, and be able to experience their um, their way of holding the ceremony and their meaning. Um, I have been very lucky to have seen um, a couple of spirits from the Native Americans. Um, the Eagle Spirit is one of them that I have seen, and I've seen him for a long time. In my journey, that's actually one thing that I want to talk about later on another show. Um, during this uh, 10 seasons, I want to talk about the Native American um, spirits that were where I was talking to because the Temazcal is like the the fourth or fifth thing that happened in my journey. You know, it wasn't even the first thing. <laughs> the hummingbird, I was already I was already in the journey, in the middle of the journey, and I was already following things. That's why I was like, oh, okay, it's aligning, it's aligning, you know? Um, because like you said, you can choose to not hear it and not follow it, or you can choose to like uh Hansel and Gretel follow the little pieces of bread, <laughs> you know. Uh, and um, the difference is, we're not going to end up in a witch's uh, brew. We're going to end up in a space where we're going to be more connected to source. We're going to be in a better space spiritually, mentally, uh, emotionally, and um, hopefully, as well, in a better situation as a human while we're here in in Earth. Yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you so much for sharing your Temescal journey and experience. Mm -hmm. We'd love to hear other people's experience, especially those who maybe have had different experiences in different parts of the country or have tried different um, methods or from different cultures. We'd love to hear. So please connect with us on the show notes. We'll include all of our links, ways to um, stay connected, ways to reach out, ways to get um, involved in future episodes with tarot readings, or also we're going to feature authors in some of the episodes. So if you want to share your message with us, um, you can also reach out um, and uh, get Uh, on a future episode with us. Yeah. Our next next, uh, feature, um, she has been actually featured in New York Times. She has ha- written a couple of books and she's also an industry leader in the skincare world. But this this book that she wrote is about her journey, um, because like you said, journeys could be different things. Right. So her journey uh, got her to write this book. And while she was writing it, she was developing a whole lot of things going on. So um, she, her name is Laura Got, uh, Cotton, and she's going to be uh, featured in uh, in in this series, this 10 uh, episode series. We're going to be featuring her and she's going to come over and talk to us about not only her book, but also her own esoteric journey. So I'm pretty excited about it. Good. All right, guys, that's what we have 